This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So uh, this week in basketball, a couple big things happen. We have a Hall of Fame class now, which is exciting. And Sacramento Kings have made the playoffs for the first time since 2006. A crazy long playoff drought. I decided, let's go ahead and take a look at what the world of basketball was like in 2006. So uh, we're going to do that today. So let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, so let's first talk about the Hall of Fame. Just real quick, just want to gloss over, not gloss over them. They're Hall of Famers. But I just want to talk about them real quick. Um, so apparently the Hall of Fame class for 2023 is stacked. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so we have Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker, Becky Hammond, and Greg Popovich, Indiana's very own. So uh, it's always good seeing our Indiana guy get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Dwayne Wade, I mean, seriously considered the best shooting guard of his era. I don't think that there's any debate. The fact how he blended after the athleticism with that position, something to where in crazy speed as well. And, you know, he was almost a point guard out there, but, you know, he played the two, was incredible. Dirk Nowitzki, he's probably the best foreign player ever, uh, if you look at it all. Hakeem's up there, but Hakeem played college at Houston. So, I mean, he is foreign, but, you know, he went to college in the U.S. Dirk is for sure the best international player ever. Um, You know, iconic what he did in 2011 against the Heat, having a 104-degree fever. Um, Just incredible for Dirk Nowitzki. Glad to see him get in. Pau Gasol. Don't want to say this is a surprise to me. You know, great in Memphis, but didn't really get anywhere. Goes to the Lakers. Becomes Kobe's, not not sidekick. He's a wingman for him. Leads, is part of the, I mean, he's probably the reason the Lakers get those two championships in 09 and 10. Just because Kobe needed that second option, you know. And that's what Powell became. And then... Goes off to Chicago. It was all right there. I think he's another all-star in Chicago. And then, you know, he bounced around a little bit like San Antonio, Portland, uh, Milwaukee. So, good to see Pau Gasol again. And Tony Parker, I mean, just the stalwart at point guard for the Spurs for better part of a decade and a half. You know, there's not really much you can argue against that. He was like, he was a first-round pick. I mean, late first round, I think 29 he went in this draft. So, yeah, Tony Parker makes sense. Becky Hammond, a great player and someone who is working her way up in coaching as well. I mean, she is, uh, I believe she's a head coach for the Aces, I believe. Las Vegas Aces. Now, if I can just find coach. Really? That's not in one of the first things? Las Vegas basketball coach. Not for the running Rebels. Las Vegas Aces. 
Yes, Becky Hammond. Good. That's the thing with the women's game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you try to find out. I wonder who the head coach for the Las Vegas Aces is, which I should have known it, to be fair. But when I look up Las Vegas Aces coach, it then goes, oh, you want to know the head coach for the running Rebels? It's Kevin Kruger. I don't really care. I want to find out the Las Vegas Aces head coach, the ones who just won the finals. So, always something you got to deal with with the women's game. It's ridiculous. But, anyway, finally, Greg Popovich. I mean, what do you want me to say? No. One of the top winningest coaches ever. He's got five championship rings. Um. And people may say he will, he's nothing without Tim Duncan. Uh, Tim Duncan will make anyone's career. But other than that, Popovich is still, he was still good after Tim Duncan left. I know right now they're in a rebuilding phase. But come on, man, it's Popovich. What, what else do you want him to do? He coached the last Olympic team. They got a gold medal. There you go. He's been a part of USA basketball for so long as well. That that part of his career is what helps him get into the Hall of Fame as well. And that is your uh, 2023 uh, Hall of Fame class. Not sure if the awards were announced yet. But, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. Okay. As I said, Sacramento Kings, first time make the playoffs since 06. Incredible achievement. Um, to have that long of a drought and really take your time. I mean, I think they've switched owners. Um, they've had different GMs, obviously. Like, Vladi was their GM there for a little bit. So, uh, yeah, just to have him, just to have the patience. And, you know, the fans have wanted this for so long. And the fact that they finally have it. It has to be a great feeling, you know. Um, I've never been a fan of a team that has really had a long playoff drought. Maybe, I guess I'm kind of a Reds fan, but I'm not that into it. Uh, But, like, you look at fans like the Red Sox. When they won, when they win the World Series in 04. winning is one thing, but to have no chance of winning the World Series, not even get into the playoffs, and you still stick around for it, credit to all the fans, one hundred percent. So with that, I wanted to look at the last time the Kings made the playoffs, oh five oh six. Uh, look at both the NBA and college, see what what was going on in there. So, for the NBA, the league champion, Miami Heat, where the uh, Heat beat the Mavericks, and, you know, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki were in those finals, and now they're Hall of Famers. MVP of the league was Steve Nash. And if I'm correct, that's his first MVP. No, that's his second MVP. So two straight for Steve Nash. Rookie of the year goes to Chris Paul. Uh, lead, so, I cannot talk. Scoring leader, Kobe Bryant, 35.4 points per game. 
Rebounding leader, Kevin Garnett, 12.7 a game. Steve Nash led the league in assists at 10.5 a half game. And Dirk Nowitzki led in win shares at 17.7. That's a lot of wins that he's accountable for. So, playoffs in the finals. The Heat come back and win in 4-2. I'm trying to think of who. I think they had to come back from 2-1. They were down 2-0, made it 2-1-2-2, and then they just won the next. They won four straight. So they were down 2-0, then won four straight. A lot of people put Dirk Nowitzki's um, credibility on the line in that series because they had no idea. Like, everyone thought the Mavericks would win. They're up 2-0. to zero. But then again, I think in those two games, they were at Dallas. So, And then Miami hosted an X3, and then they closed it out in Dallas. So, yeah, just tough for Dirk Nowitzki. He, he won it back, though. Trust me. Everyone loves Dirk now. Uh, low people in the standings. The Nets won the Atlantic. I'm trying to see who lost the East. The Knicks lose the East 23-59. The Pistons won it going 64-18. and The San Antonio Spurs won the West with 63-19. and and the Portland Trailblazers lost going 21 and 61 into which you know the 06 draft of they got Brandon Roy so yeah man that's they're going to be just fine the Suns led the league in everything pretty much per stats they were scoring 108.4 points per game in the 7 seconds or less offense which is something that Mike D'Antoni really utilized with Steve Nash's point guard, having guys like Sean Marion and Leandro Barbosa and other guys like Amari Stoudemire running the wings. And yeah, man, that Phoenix Suns team was incredible. It's an incredible regular season team. This is something D'Antoni has been notorious for. Great in the regular season. Can you get it done in the playoffs? I don't know, man. Because, like, he, instead of seven seconds or less with the Suns, you know, when he goes to the Rockets, it's threes worth more than twos. Well, it works out until you go 0 for 27. So, and the same thing happened here with the Suns. You know, the Suns, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. They've lost in six games, though. So, yeah, just rough for that. Trying to find league awards. MVP goes to Steven Ash, rookie year, Chris Paul. Defense player year goes to Ben Wallace. Most improved players, Boris Diaw, who was on the Suns at that time. And Mike Miller gets your sixth man of the year. Kobe Bryant scored 2,832 points in the season. And again, for the average of 35.4. Incredible. Players of the Month, LeBron winning it for, let's see, November, excuse me. And then Elton Brand winning in the West. Vince Carter for December with Dirk Nowitzki. 
January has Chauncey Billups and Kobe Bryant. February, Dwayne Wade, Sean Marion. March, LeBron and Carmelo Anthony. And then April, you have Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant. An incredible year. Again, 35 points a game is amazing. All NBA, first team. Kobe, LeBron, Steve Nash, Dirk, and Shaq. This is when Shaq was on the heat. Second team, Chauncey Billups, Elton Brand. Man, Elton Brand, a second team All-NBA. Amazing. Tim Duncan, Dwayne Wade, and Ben Wallace. Third team, Carmelo Anthony, Gilbert Arenas, Allen Iverson, Sean Marion, Yao Ming. All-defensive, Ron Artest at the time, who I believe was on the Kings, but now Metta World Peace. Bruce Bowen, Kobe Bryant, Jason Kidd, Andre Karolinko, Ben Wallace, and then second team, Chauncey Bills, Marcus Camby, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Tayshaun Prince. All rookie, Andrew Bogut, Channing Fry, Chris Paul, who won Rookie of the Year, Charlie Villanueva, first team all rookie, and Darren Williams. And I've talked about this before. The fact that Darren Williams, Chris Paul was a debate is crazy because, you know, Chris Paul is probably going to go down as one of the best point guards ever. He already is that. He might go down as the greatest ever when it's all said and done. But, yeah, man, Darren Williams was in that conversation for a decent amount of time up until about 2015 maybe when he went to the Cavs. Second team, Raymond Felton, Ryan Gomez out of Providence, Danny Granger, second team. Luther Head out of Illinois, same as Darren Williams, and Marvin Williams, who was the number two pick in that year without even starting a game for North Carolina. All-star game. The rosters are, let's see here. There's a couple players who did not play due to injury. And, yeah. And I think that the stars, and the, I don't know what the stars indicate. That's... Whatever. There's stars and there's different notations as to what they mean. For the East, it's Gilbert Arenas, Chauncey Billups. Oh, that's a starter. Chris Bosh started. Vince Carter, Richard Hamilton, Allen Iverson started. LeBron. Jermaine O'Neal was injured, replaced by Gilbert Arenas. Shaq started. Paul Pierce started. Dwayne Wade, Ben Wallace started. And Rasheed Wallace was involved. Uh, For the West, Ray Allen started along with Kobe. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and Tracy McGrady on the bench. Elton Brand, this is a great year for Elton Brand fans. Pau Gasol, Sean Marion, Yao Ming, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker. And a really awesome year when you look back at like, I want to say the heyday of the NBA because, I mean, that goes back to the 80s and 90s kind of, but this is a kind of time where I started to like watch Sports Center Top Ten, and you know I would see these players. Maybe not this age; I was like five, but a couple years later, for sure, it's still all in that same era. Uh, a great year for basketball, and you know, go back and watch highlights from like Jason Kidd on the Nets, Steve Nash in the seven seconds or less offense. Incredible to watch. College basketball, national champion is Florida. The Final Four. Florida, LSU, UCLA, and George Mason, Jim Laranega, back in the Final Four this year of Miami. Consensus Player of the Year is J.J. Redick. 
AP preseason number one was Duke, and the final number one was Duke. Go down to awards here. Wooden Award goes to Adam Morrison and J.J. Redick. Naismith Award goes to J.J. Redick. AP Player of the Year to J.J. Redick. United States Basketball Writers Association Player of the Year, Adam Morrison and J.J. Redick. Freshman of the Year from the Basketball Writers Association is Tyler Hansbro, starting out his career's psycho T. NABC Player of the Year, J.J. Redick. Their NABC Defense Player of the Year, Sheldon Williams of Duke. A great tandem for them. Sporting News Player of the Year, J.J. Redick. The Rupp Trophy going to J.J. Redick. NCAA Tournament Most Outstanding Player, Joakim Noah. And the NIT Most Valuable Player, Ronaldo Balkman of South Carolina. Consensus All-America teams. First team, Adam Morrison, Brandon Roy, J.J. Redick, Randy Foy out of Villanova, and Sheldon Williams. Second team, Alan Ray out of Villanova. Not Ray Allen. Alan Ray out of Villanova. D. Brown out of Illinois. His counterparts of Darren Williams, Luther Head are making all rookie first and second team. D. Brown making second team All America. Leon Poe out of California. PJ Tucker, Texas. Rodney Carney out of Memphis. Rudy Gayo, Connecticut. And then Tyler Hansborough out of North Carolina. That's a freshman, second team All America. J.J. Redick led. He scored the most points, 964, but did not beat out. He was second in average. Adam Morrison averaged 28 points a game. Paul Millsap led rebounding, 13.3 a game. Assists. Assists per game, Jared Jordan out of Marist had 8.5. Close second, J.J. Berea out of Northeastern with 8.4. Steals, steals per game. Tim Smith out of ETSU. Is there anyone recognizable on this list? Marty Collins out of Temple had 2.8. He was kind of the man at Temple there for a little bit. Blocks per game. Sean James out of Northeastern. What's up with this Northeastern team? I know, like, J.J. Brea was good, but, I mean, they had a guy leading blocks per game. Um... Fourth, Sheldon Williams had 3.8 in blocks. Hilton Armstrong, UConn at 3.1. Tyrus Thomas had 3.1. Solomon Jones out of South Florida at 3.1. Field goal percentage, Randall Hankey out of Providence had 67% field goal percentage. Joakim Noah had 62%. Let's see here. Eric Williams out of Wake Forest at 61%. Free throw percentage, Blake Ahern, Ahern, excuse me, out of Missouri State, 93%. Anyone recognizable on this list? Jerry McNamara, or Gary McNamara, 90.2%. Three-point percentage, Steven Sir out of Northern Arizona, 48.9%. Let's see, Steve Novak, 46% out of Marquette, was in sixth place. Two-point field goal percentage, Matt Murrer out of Virginia Military Institute, 76%. Any recognizable names? There's none on this list. So coming out of Utah, Birmingham Southern, Iona, Western Kentucky, Providence, as goes Randall Hankey again. 
Uh, effective field goal percentage, Randall Hankey at 67%. Field goals, Adam Morrison led with 306 field goals. Just behind him, J.J. Reck with 302, and then there's a wide margin. Third place is Quincy Doobie out of Rutgers at 287. Field goal attempts, Kedron Clark as St. Peter's had 694 attempts. J.J. Reck had 643 attempts. Uh, Two-point field goals. Paul Millsap led the way with 253. Glenn Davis, big baby, right behind him with 244. Craig Smith out of Boston College with 242. Field goal attempts. Glenn Davis takes it with 482 attempts. Adam Morris at 444 two-point attempts. J.J. Redick obviously leads in three-point field goals, 139. Steve Novak in third with 121. Attempts. J.J. Redick took 333s. Free throws. Adam Morrison made 240 out of 311, leading in both free throws and attempts. And then games. Adrian Moss at 39. Al Horford at 39. Aaron Aflalo at UCLA at 39. Everyone had 39. Number That's all number one. And number two, it won't even show it because there's so many people with 39, including Corey Brewer, Darren Collison, Joakim Noah, Luke Richard, Imba Amute, Torian Green, and Walter Hodge, all either coming from Florida or UCLA. I mean, getting ready, if we want to go ahead and look at the 2006 draft, I can find that real quick. I believe Andrew Bogut is getting ready to be selected number one overall. Nope, that's 05. I'm... It's Andre Bargnani in 2006. Marcus Aldridge out of Texas would go number two. Adam Morrison, number three. Not a good one for Charlotte Bobcats fans. Tyrus Thomas, number four. Sheldon Williams, number five. This isn't a really great draft class. Brandon Roy, number six. We talked about it. He got traded. He was drafted by Minnesota. Traded to Portland. Randy Foy, Rudy Gay, Patrick O'Brien out of Bradley, Mohamed Sene, J.J. Reddick went 11, the consensus All-American, number 11. Hilton Armstrong, 12, Thabo, Thabo Sevalosha, Ronnie Brewer, Cedric Simmons, Rodney Carney out of Memphis, Sean Williams out of Memphis, going back-to-back. Uh, Oleski Percepi. Goes number 18. Quincy Doobie goes number 19. I didn't know he went that high. Ronaldo Balkman, NIT, most valuable player, going 20th. Ronda, Rajon Rondo, then Marcus Williams, Josh Boone, Kyle Lowry going 24. Shannon Brown, Jordan Farmar, Sergio Rodriguez, Maurice Ager, Marty Collins out of Temple, and Joel Freeland. couple recognizable names in the second round include Steve Novak going 32. P.J. Tucker going 35. Craig Smith going 36. Uh, Daniel Booby Gibson, 42. D. Brown out of Illinois going 46. Paul Millsap, 47. Leon Poe, 49. And that should round out all of the recognizable names. So, in all, overall, 2006, pretty good year. You got the second years. You got uh, Steve Nash's second straight MVP. 
Florida starting their what would be their repeat uh start the first of their repeat national championships. A uh, really good year overall. You get to see Kobe Bryant score a lot of points, 35 points a game. Really incredible. And, um, yeah, just a great year overall when it comes to basketball. So that's the last time the Kings made the playoffs. So what did they do in the playoffs? I can find out. I should have probably looked. Let's see. Season summary. 05-06. The Kings... Lost in the first round, four to two, over the sand against the San Antonio Spurs. And first game wasn't even close, one twenty-two to eighty-eight. But you know, six games against the Spurs is not bad. You know, um, let's see here. Tony Parker led the way. For the Spurs, trying to find. Yeah, 22.2 points per game. Tim Duncan with 18.3. So, yeah, I mean, Tony Parker's a Hall of Famer now. And for the Kings, Bonzi Wells led the way with 23.2 points per game. Mike Bibby with 16.7. Meta World Peace or Ron Artest at the time, 17.4. So, uh, hey, Brad Miller, boiler up, 9.2 points per game in the playoffs. So, yeah, we'll see what the Kings can do this year. I think that they're guaranteed. Well, they're making the playoffs for sure. I don't know what they're guaranteed just yet. I would think a top four seed maybe. Um, if we check the standings, the Western Conference standings. If I can type at all, I just typed in Western. Western Conference. Right now, the Kings are third. They've clinched the playoffs. Oh, they've clinched their playoff position. So, oh, yeah, that's the same thing. So, right now, they're third at 46 and 30. There's only, there's a couple, not that many games left in the season. So, I would say they're top. Five to four spots for the Kings, so they'll probably move on to a second round. Well, I don't know. The playoffs are weird. Um, just like March Madness, the playoffs are a little weird in the NBA. So, with that being said, I just want to thank you for listening this this week's episode. Congratulations to the Kings, by the way. First, first time in close to uh, 15 years. I mean, 26, I have longer, uh, almost. 20, 17 years. So congratulations to them. Uh, yeah, just be sure to follow me on Twitter at DFR00. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.